Welcome to From Fear to Fire, Secrets to Overcome Fear, Embrace Your Gifts, and Achieve Success. This is the place where real people share real challenges and where you can find a common bond and uncommon wisdom through their journeys to help you move from fear to fire. I am Heather Hansen O'Neill. I am your host as always, and we start with a quote. Today's quote is by Sophia Loren. The most indispensable ingredient of all good home cooking is love for those you're cooking for. And I can't even tell you how excited I am about our guest today. It's Lisa Majori, and she is the proud owner of From Mary's Kitchen, a catering and weekly food delivery service based in Long Island, New York. Cooking and delivering what FMK Kitchen refers to as love and comfort to the family table is a passion deep rooted in the Italian American upbringing with Lisa's mother Jenny and aunts Mary and Louise, always in the kitchen. Jenny, Mary, and Louise were three extraordinarily strong women and role models that had an admirable dedication to work and family and taught all of the kids valuable life lessons about courage, faith, and focus. Our guest today, Lisa, is very grateful for a long, rewarding career in hospitality sales, beginning at the front desk of the New York Hilton in Midtown Manhattan, and most recently in the role of Vice President Strategic Accounts for Hilton Worldwide and member of the Board of Directors of the Strategic Account Management Association. In June of 2020, Lisa was offered a retirement from Hilton Worldwide, and now wooden spoons and a chef's jacket have replaced spreadsheets and business suits, and Lisa couldn't be happier. She's going to share with us a lot about this entire journey. Welcome, Lisa. How are you today? I'm so fine. Thank you, Heather. It's an absolute pleasure to be here with you, and my goodness, I love the quote. Couldn't pick a more appropriate quote from Sophia Loren. Thank you so much. Oh, I thought it would I thought it fit perfectly with our theme today. I'm so excited for you to share your story. It's such a great story. So, you know, in in our conversations, we've shared that your career your career path originally was very defined. It was clear. You had a long history with one company. You had tons of success over decades and deep loyalty. So, what were some of your reactions and the feelings that you experienced when that career came to an unexpected end? Yes, like many other people, Heather, you know, it was so tough to find out that the place that I literally grew up in, Hilton, for so many years was going to be a place I wasn't going to be working in anymore. And that was really initially the stages you'd expect me to file off to you and to our listeners a little bit of fear, a little bit of anger, a little bit of shock and some hurt feelings. But, you know, once I realized that, you know, really there was an opportunity that was behind all of those feelings, that that fear started to subside about it. And all of those shocked feelings and disappointed feelings began to subside when I realized that there really was going to be another new day and another opportunity. I, I, when I look in hindsight at how I felt then, I know it really wasn't necessary, but I think it was a very human and very ordinary reaction that most folks would have after so many years, you know, with one company. Oh, of course, it makes total sense. But how amazing that you were able to fairly quickly be able to see that light, to be able to see the potential 
for a new adventure. So when that turning point came and you were you're starting to embrace the change, were you a little bit afraid? I mean, <laughs> what what were you what were you feeling? Was there an epiphany? What what was what happened next? Yeah, you know, I you know, so my daily routine, you can imagine, changed so radically, you know, once I separated from the company in my retirement phase and you know, as, as most people do after a long, busy career, and this was a career in hospitality sales, which involved a whole lot of travel, um, I suddenly found myself, you know, with a lot of time. And fortunately, I live quite close to the ocean, to the beach on the south shore of Long Island. And I just took my chair and did something I hadn't done in so long. I just started to go almost every day for just a little while and stare at the ocean and give myself a chance to gather my thoughts, right? And to try to plan what whatever those next steps would be. I would be lying to our listeners if I didn't say to you for those first couple of days, I hadn't the slightest idea. <laughs> when I stared at the ocean, you know, I mostly had fear, you know, about what, gosh, what am I going to do? You know, right? But after a while, I began to calm down and accept a new routine and start to do some things that I hadn't taken the time to do for myself, to take a little better care of my health, a little better care of my well-being mentally, emotionally, and really concentrate on doing some things that would allow me to take that breath that I hadn't taken in literally decades for myself. And when I did that, you know, I really had a day where I had a moment sitting looking at the ocean where a calmness finally came over me and I realized that everything was going to be okay and that I had the ability in myself and with my network to figure out what I was going to do next. I needed a, a little time to find that confidence that was in there. It just didn't come to the surface right away. You know, I, I love that the ocean is part of your solution because for me, the ocean has always been my, my balm. It's where like, if I have any trouble, any heartache, any loss, any challenges, when I go to the ocean, it's as if the sound of the waves kind of crash over me and wash away the anxiety. So how awesome that that helped you as well. Now you mentioned your network. So mm -hmm. for me, when times are tough, you know, for a lot of people, they draw strength from either personal experiences or their community. Did, is that what happened for you? Did you then, you know, kind of find that resource within your network? You know, I absolutely did. And I would suggest to everyone finding themselves in the same sort of scenario that your community and your network that you can rely on can be absolutely critical and essential during times like these. I think that, you know, having some family, having some close friends that I could go to and express my fear, you know, and reason with them about it. Um, was a, a really big part of being able to heal and get to those next important steps of finding what I wanted to be passionate about. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say and, and share that my brother, uh, my older brother is 10 years older than I am. And he's always been someone that I've been very close to and I've looked to for guidance. And coincidentally, my brother had already been retired from a career in hospitality. And so when this happened, I was so fortunate and grateful that I had somebody that I could go to that would really understand what had just happened. And not only that, not only understand what just happened, but be a family member that could be empathetic and you know, really help me to 
cope with it and, and reassure me that everything was going to be okay. What and then second, yeah, second of that, I would say, sorry, is, is just the idea of having those best girlfriends that you can commiserate mm -hmm. with, you know, over a beverage of choice and say, wow, <laughs> I can't believe this happened. Now let's get past it. <laughs> oh yeah. You got to love girl talk. That is outstanding. So your brother, is he, is, did he move on from hospitality? Well, he did, you know, he did retire, as mentioned, he's 10 years older than I am, but now has found himself in a whole new rewarding career as a real estate broker with his own firm, um, with his own team that, you know, is doing really, really well and has been for quite some time. So that transformation reinvention notion was very familiar to him. And needless to say, as my big brother, he was more than willing to share some thoughts and recommendations with me. Oh, that's awesome. I don't have a big brother, but I do have two older sisters that are um, eight and 11 years older than me. So I, I definitely feel that. Uh, so were there ever any moments where, you know, you doubted yourself? Yeah, certainly. Yes, absolutely. There were. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you why, really. Um, you know, my experience, as, as mentioned, my, my professional career experience was hospitality, but um, you know, I grew up in the kitchen. I grew up in an Italian American family that always cooked and cooked for many people. I grew up with a family that had catering business as such, you know, for weekends and holiday times, I would often get pulled into the kitchen and help. So I knew in my pocket that I had a skill, but I didn't have professional training. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at first I knew that I would have to really find some courage to be able to get out into the world and say, you know, uh, you know, build credibility and say, I, I'm, I'm really able to do this well. It's just not something I'm known for, right? It's not something mm -hmm. folks would identify with me unless they knew me and my family really well, then perhaps they certainly would understand why I would pick this path, you know, to follow this passion. Um, but, you know, yes, absolutely. There were moments where, you know, I had a little bit of doubt or, you know, wondered if folks would it sounds funny to say, but I mean it sincerely, if folks would take me seriously in this new role, in this new persona that they'd not known before. Um, so I had those moments, you know, and I, I, I did something that, frankly, my mom, one of the three strong women, um, taught me very well, and that was a phrase she always used to say to me, which was, face your fears. Mm. You know, just look it right in the face and talk to your fear. You know, talk about what you're afraid of, you know, don't look away, don't hide behind a pillow during that scary scene in the movie, look right at it. It makes you stronger, you know? Oh my gosh, I think I like Jenny. <laughs> was an awesome human being. <laughs> oh, wow, that's amazing. Now, do you still feel some of that doubt or do you, you have a lot more conviction now? You know, over the past few months, I've had a great deal of success for which I am so, so thankful and grateful, sincerely. And the success that I've had has taught me that you know, one good opportunity and one good thought and one good move leads to another. Um, and, and that thread of success has been building. Uh, and, you know, some of it is due to word of mouth. You know, we are doing some advertising and we're doing some social media advertising that's helping us to get the word out. Um, but, you know, the validation's coming from folks that are happy. Um, I literally still deliver um, some of the, you know, weekly uh prepared foods that we deliver as part of our service that we offer. And the other night I had a woman open the door and say to me, um, it was actually really sweet. She's, first she said, are you Mary from Mary's Kitchen? 
And I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> but, but, you know, I am from Mary's Kitchen. And she said, I've been wanting to try your food because I've heard great things. Oh. You know, that, that moment filled my heart, you know, made me feel like I'm doing something that people are enjoying and I'm, and I'm doing it well. You know, that, that made me feel really, really good for a few minutes in time. Oh, that must have carry that one with you. I'm sure you're going to get more and more of those. Uh, thank you, Heather. Now, in your career with Hilton, I mean, you're, you're, you're a powerhouse, very, like very well respected. I'm wondering if some of those skills that you had there, you found transferred into this new but very different career. I mean, I think a lot of people right now are looking at transferable skills, right? So any, any light that you can shed on that for people, I think would be helpful. Sure. I appreciate the opportunity to do that. You know, it's important to dig deep and to really, you know, have some self-realization when you find yourself at this crossroads and you know, as, as an individual that you've got to decide not only what you're passionate about doing and what you would love to do next, but you know, what skills do you have that you can bring forward to do that? Right. And when you're making a change, sometimes you have to have a little more vision about how those skills would be applicable. Um, so, you know, as you mentioned before, I appreciate it. I had a long, long history as a marketing and sales executive, um, you know, working to connect customers to product, you know, customers to the service of hospitality. Um, and so that foundation of, you know, how to, how to sell is really transferable, you know, to, mm -hmm. to, you know, persuade a customer to want to use, you know, let's say my services versus someone else's is really just a foundational sales skill to get the message out in the right way so that the appropriate message about the product and service is marketing. And that's something for many years that I did in many different facets of the roles that I held at Hilton. Mm -hmm. um, business acumen, understanding businesses, what makes businesses successful, what a customer needs, how to identify with that, all of that was part of really the latter roles that I held as a leader in strategic account management. And working with corporate customers, obviously, you know, there's a familiarity there that I'm able to bring forward in solutioning for them, you know, whether it's a catering lunch for, you know, hopefully more than 10 people as we move through this process of healing and we all get better and business gets back to normal, um, you know, or, you know, being able to solve for something that they, they need so that food can help to be their message. All of those things are foundational things that I did work in. But another thing that might surprise you, Heather, is I spent a lot of time in a leadership role. And so being a coach, being a motivator, being an enthusiast for the team I was honored to lead was something that I did every single day, many times a day, you know, with a lot of replication. And so flipping that screen around to look at myself and help to motivate myself you know, even it sounds funny to say, but I mean it, coach myself to take the right next steps. Take a second to think about how I'm doing things because I no longer had, you know, my coach who was an excellent coach for me, my leader in the organization. And so, you know, taking the time to really look at the emotional intelligence aspect of this um, made me feel more comfortable in that role as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a principal, you know, knowing that I was very focused on how I wanted to move things forward, but using all of those skills to, to help to make things move forward more smoothly. Wow. You know, it makes total sense now as you're laying it out. There were so many transferable skills. And I love that shift about coaching yourself. 
because I think that that's one that a lot of people can walk away with right now and say, you know, how would I speak to a friend if they were going through what I'm going through? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're not as kind to ourselves in that inner voice as we would be to a friend. And so I think anyone listening can take that away. Like how might I coach someone else and how can I turn that and help lift myself through this process? That's, that's fantastic advice. Thanks. Was there a a moment, like one moment that kind of stands out to you as a, a confidence builder or some type of validation that, that said, okay, you know what, this is it. This is what I have to do. I think so. Yeah. You know, there were some times where, you know, as things started to build and the business started to build its momentum and, you know, as mentioned before, I got some positive feedback and I started to see some regular positive feedback. I think I started to feel more comfortable and confident that this was exactly the right thing to be doing right now. You know, that there would be opportunities to Um, you know, cast the net wider and decide what the next steps would be in developing the business further. Um, If anybody knows me, they know, and it's funny to say, but I mean it, uh, that I've always got the next couple of steps or the pro forma or the longer term plan in my view. Mm -hmm. I know what we need to do now. I know what we need to do tomorrow. I know what we need to do two years from now. Are we going to do that? Not necessarily, right? Because external factors could have an impact on that and could lead us down an entirely different path or even direction or even, you know, existence in terms of whatever the company would become. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is that planning, which is also in business known as scenario planning of, you know, trying to decide what if, if then, you know, what should happen next, um, I'm feeling much more confident about doing that because the first few steps that I've taken in this new venture have come back to be the right steps to take, right? So the validation doesn't only come from, you know, customers, and of course they are the most important thing, but it also comes from, I'll dare to say it again, the introspection, you know, saying, wow, you know, we gave that a try. That was a good idea. And allowing ourselves to pat ourselves on the back. Because when we leave large organizations to become entrepreneurs and, and you know, businesses of one or 10 people, there, there aren't a lot of people in that pyramid that can pat you on the back when you're standing you know, as, as the person that needs to do that with your team. So I think that it's important to, to look within you know, and figure out, you know, is this going well? You know, do I feel good about this? And have that moment you know, where you can say, I I feel validated, you know, I I know customers are telling me so and I'm telling myself because it's, you know, it's legitimate, it's it's moving in the right direction, and it's moving the way I intended it to. Yeah, there's so many good things in this, Lisa. So you've got the fact that we do need to celebrate our successes and acknowledge what's going right. That's an important one. Um, Laying out the steps and thinking through the if then scenario. I love that. Mm -hmm. And also the the realization that best laid plans, if something outside of you is going on, I don't know, like a pandemic or something (laughs) that you have to be willing to adjust as necessary that flexibility is also a key factor as well so you got you packed a lot of good stuff in that answer that's amazing (laughs) did you think like if you were since you're such a planner right so if you went back a couple of years 
would you have been able to see yourself where you are right now? Oh gosh, that's a great question. You know, I, I would have always had the passion to do this, but I don't think I would have had necessarily the courage to do it because it would have meant, you know, exiting from the career path that I was so solidly in um, and enjoying and grateful for, nonetheless, you know, it goes without saying, you know, but I, I should, you know, totally grateful for where I was and what I was doing and, and liking it very much, but loving it, not, not especially. And so if you were to say, you know, listen, Lisa, without risk, you could do this tomorrow. Would this be something you'd want to do what I'm doing today? The answer to that would be yes. But did I have the courage to take that proverbial leap back then? I don't think I would have. I think I think that my role and my path were just so set and whether or not that means I would always, you know, wonder about that. Um, I do wonder about that a little bit now that I was pushed, you know, to take a risk, which I'm grateful for. Um, but you know, would I have, would I have said, you know what, I'm going to walk out of this, you know, situation I'm in and I'm going to start completely fresh. I'm going to take a big risk. I'm going to put it all on the line. I don't necessarily think that that would have been commensurate with my personality then. I was more conservative and I took the safer bet. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that you're unusual in that, Lisa. I mean, I found that when people are comfortable, you know, things are going well, they're, they're happy-ish. <laughs> <laughs> They, they don't make a massive change, right? Mm -hmm. But when the change happens, they can then look back and say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that happened because now I'm in this better place. That's why um, sometimes I, I use this example to help people who have been thrust into something that, you know, it's an opportunity, right? Mm -hmm to be able to, to dive into the, that thing that you've always wanted to do, that thing that you're really passionate about. Mm -hmm. So, you know, really interesting to hear the process from your viewpoint. But like I said, I don't think you're alone. I think a lot of people, you know, if they're, if they're feeling comfortable, they're not going to take a, a big, big risk. But now's the time, right? For everyone out there, now's the time to do that because there's a lot of change going on. So do you have any advice Let's see that there are other people out there who, and I know quite a few of them mm -hmm. who have found themselves in a position where maybe they've lost their job or they're in some type of a transition and they're thinking about, Hey, you know, I had this idea once I never really followed through on it. Should I start that up that business? Should I do this other thing? Do you have any advice for them when they're kind of on that edge? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I want to tell a quick story about that. Um, first off, I would say, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go into the uh, description of the story, but I, I would say absolutely. Now is the time to take that proverbial leap to, you know, to, to really face the fear about making that change and to, to really try to do something that one is passionate about. But I want to explain how I came about wanting to take that leap a little bit more, if I may. Sure. When, uh, you know, when, when, when my news, you know, started to spread about, you know, ending a long career with one company and, you know, becoming available 
you know, for other opportunities. Um, a friend and fellow board member reached out to me, um, someone that I knew really and still know, of course, very well. And he said to me, he, he's in a, a high level role in a corporate entity and is also a former customer of mine. And so he said to me, I, I wanna have a real conversation with you about something that I want to suggest that you do. He said, I'm paying it forward because somebody did this for me. And it was really very helpful. He said, it's gonna sound very basic, but Lisa, I want you to follow it to the letter. He said, now listen to what I want you to do. I want you to take a sheet of paper and I want you to put it in front of you. And I want you to take away all of your distractions when we get off the phone. And I want you to stare at the piece of paper for a little while. Don't do a thing, just for a minute or two. And that's a long time. Mm -hmm. He said, then I want you to think about if you could decide to do anything that your heart would tell you that you want to do, no matter how ridiculous it, find, it sounds, put it down on the paper. Start to make a list of all the things that you either believe in your heart you're good at, you know, or you've always wanted to do, or you'd like to do next in terms of whatever you might think your next career step would be. And then he said, when you're thinking about all of those what ifs, you know, what if I decided to, you know, go into culinary? What if I put on a chef's jacket? Would anybody believe me? Make your mind go to why not? Make mm. your mind immediately go to the power of why not? If you're going to pursue something that really could make you happy in this life, you know, why not think about how fulfilled you would be if you were doing it? And don't even think yet about the fear of what if it doesn't work? You know, what if I can't figure out how? Just start with the what if, you know, what if I try to do this? And then the why not, you know, why not give it a shot? Because at the end of the day, he said, if you make a list of the things that you'd really love to do, he said, wouldn't you rather go down that list, work your way down that list, you know, mm -hmm. than being stuck in a situation where you're doing something that later on, would bring you nothing but regret for having an opportunity, a point in time to do that thing that you've always wanted to try, you know? Ah, uh, man, I've still got like really powerful. I've still got the piece of paper, Heather, but I have to be honest, the first thing on the list was this. <laughs> so <laughs> that's so awesome. So you know, you're not gonna have to be able to go down the rest <laughs> of the list unless you decide later you want to add more things on because this is going well. But what a powerful pay it forward. I love that. Uh, I, and I'm I'm paying it forward here for anybody that and anybody that would like to talk about it, I'm more than happy to do so. But it was such a great life lesson because whoever takes the time to do that, let's be honest with each other, right? Whoever takes the time to do that, to really sit and say, man, if I could do, you know, if I'm, I'm actually at this juncture in my life where I could do what I actually want to do, what would that thing be? You know, and if not that, then what else? And why not? You know, so I love the uh, why not part, Lisa, because why not? We, we immediately add these judgments in our head. Oh, well, I can't do that because of this or because of that. But to remove them completely and just say, why not? It opens your mind to the, the possibility of making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love, love it. Yeah. You know, I, um, I checked out your From Mary's Kitchen Facebook page and the website, and I got hungry, like instantly. <laughs> the pictures on there are re 
ridiculous. They're like, <laughs> they look so good. So, you know, how, is that how, like the, the Facebook page, is that how you want people to reach out to you? Like, tell people how they can find you. What's the best way to find you? Terrific. So, and thank you, Heather. I appreciate that compliment. I believe that, you know, the most important thing for food is that it tastes delicious, but I think it also really has to look nice too. And all of those photos are taken by me on an iPhone. So that's wow. the real deal. That's really the food. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. So if folks want to learn a little bit more about, you know, from Mary's Kitchen, and including the backstory, including the history with a, a, a really cute picture of the three ladies that are always going to be our shining light um, and our tribute. Uh, the website is www all one word from maryskitchen.com. And that will take you to a great place to see um, all of the information about, you know, our offerings, as well as some really fun mouthwatering photos, like you mentioned. I appreciate it, Heather. <laughs> well, the you know, I think that I, I'm going to try to get that really cute picture of you when you were little with your mom <laughs> and, your, and your aunts. Um, <laughs> on the show notes, but um, I'm not adding the food. So folks, <laughs> if you want to go check out the food, you got to go to the site from maryskitchen.com. Check it out. Uh, and so Lisa, if you had to leave our listeners with something that you think is just hands down the best advice, what, what would you offer up for them? Oh gosh. Wow. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's three words. Um, and, and again, it goes back to Jenny, all roads lead back to my mom, to Jenny, and it's face your fear, face that fear, you're bigger than that fear. You know, my mom used to say to us, look down at your fear, you know, and, and if you think about it, that's such a powerful statement. Like, don't cower, don't let something that intimidates you be bigger than you, you be bigger than that fear, you know, and then you'll be able to get right through it to what you're passionate about. And she was really so right. And to be honest, you know, it didn't take me these, you know, 56 years to, to figure that out. She's, she's really, you know, that's been resonating with me for a long time, you know, just face the fear and get past it. It's really not as big as you allow yourself to make it. Hmm. And, you know, I spend a lot of time in the fear realm and I absolutely love the look down on your fear, just shifting the perspective mm -hmm. of where people typically come from when it comes to fear, look at it, face it, even look down on it. It's such a powerful position. Mm -hmm. And I so appreciate both Jenny's words and <laughs> your insights today, your time, your energy, and I wish you the absolute best with your new adventure and um, everyone out there if you've enjoyed this and found it as inspiring as I have share it with a friend get that message out there of all of these great ideas you know what if what if you could do that thing you've always wanted to do this is just amazing I really appreciate you coming on today Lisa uh, thank you so much, Heather. It's been a pleasure. And you know what? I should have mentioned, mentioned the Facebook page just real quick. It's from Mary's Kitchen with Love. So oh. everybody, listeners, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I'm grateful for the opportunity, Heather, to spend some time chatting with you and for everybody to hear that anything is possible. And, and 
from from fear to fire, following that passion is so fulfilling. So thank you for the wonderful work that you do. Thank you.